Hi, I'm Ufenze Mwase, filmmaker, content creator, director, cinematographer, editor, VFX artist from South Africa, residing in Johannesburg. Okay, uh, so the first question is, how do you plan for a shoot? So basically what we do is we come up with a treatment first for a song, like an artist sends us a song, and then we do a treatment for that song and yeah that's pretty much the bible of how we're going to shoot the the set video that we're working on and yeah so that's that's pretty much the process and uh, a director is not happy with your ideas how do you handle the situation okay so most of the music videos that we shoot i usually direct them so yeah I would have to be unhappy with myself <laughs> so um, I've never really ran into such a problem the only time where I can have such a problem is if we're doing a project and my wife is directing Nelisi Wemwase who also directs some videos that we do and yeah so we always manage to get to an agreement so we just discuss how we want to go and then we write a script and then we send it to the client and then we check with them if they like it and if they like it we develop that further and then it becomes the perfect script that we want to work with so pretty much that's how it goes yeah so i hardly ever run into those situations but yeah when i do it's never really such a difficult thing most directors are like um not impossible we just work together and we reach an agreement that we make the best videos the most the most important qualities for a director of photography is how they frame and how they light so those are the most important things that i when i think of cinematography so yeah everything that we do we're just trying to master just those two things those are the one of two of the most important things when it comes to cinematography i think lighting being one of the biggest factors because that's how your image that's how you control your image so you need to master lighting if you can master lighting uh, you'll be good with cinematography and then the other stuff you can learn along the way but yeah so those are the most important things my greatest success in cinematography and content creation i would say is a film that i shot in 2016 i believe it was called the hangman that was a film that we had been developing since like 2011 so yeah that's one of the films that i did short film is about 30 minutes long you can find it on showmax it's called the hangman it's a really really great story that we shot about a guy who works in um an institution where they hang people that have done like crimes political crimes or any other crime so yeah uh, I don't want to tell you too much about the story. Please check it out online. You can also search the trailer on YouTube. It's a really interesting film. So I think cinematography-wise is one of the strongest films that I've shot. It's one of the strongest narratives that I've shot. I don't get to do a lot of narrative stuff. So yeah, that was one that was like super awesome that I really enjoyed uh, working on. And it's, it went around the world to win like a bunch of awards. I think in total we... We maxed out at about 24 uh, awards all over the world, including Best Cinematography, Best Director, uh, Best Story. I think the biggest art award we got it was in New York. 
there was for best short film we beat like hundreds of thousands of films from all over the world so yeah please check out the hangman when you have time you won't regret it to be honest the biggest mistake that one can make uh, when it comes to cinematography it's just forgetting to roll <laughs> i think for me for my career that's that's the biggest mistake that i've done and then whenever i get into that situation i just asked politely last ask the artist that can we do it again most of the time i don't even tell them that i didn't roll you know i just don't want to embarrass myself in front of clients and stuff like that so i just tell them hmm, you know what i didn't like that one let's do it again let's do it like this you know yeah so pretty much that's that's what it's about most of the time people well not most of the time like it happens that you forget to roll and then you have to do the shot again it's very embarrassing so yeah just figure out a way to tell the client to do it again <laughs> instead of just blatantly coming out and saying yo i forgot to roll i'm sorry like yo so it depends on what kind of client you work with some of them can fire you on the spot you know so yeah stuff like that is a big deal but yeah luckily i haven't done it on like a very big job and yeah i still have my job I don't I can't think of any other things there that can go with this question. Hmm. I pretty much make sure that I do the best at my job and uh, all the time. So it doesn't matter what shoot I'm on. I always bring my all. I always bring 100% and people end up, you know, coming back to you when they see that you're working like that. If you have a good work ethic, especially in the cinematography division, people will call you again and yeah i get a lot of clients that keep calling me to come and work with them again on their different projects so yeah just do your best at any job and every job for me family means everything like to be honest like i can't live without my family like i've been on shoots where i'm out of the country for like you know seven days or two weeks or whatever by the third day i just feel sick in, in whatever country i'm in because i just miss my family i miss my wife I miss my kids like these guys mean everything to me and without them I don't think I'd be where I am in life right now because they are the driving force to each and every single thing that I do out there they are the driving force to uh, my push my talent everything I do everything that I do for them I don't even spend much of the money that we make or whatever it's all invested reinvested into them you know becoming uh, on into my kids reinvested into my wife just to make sure they're happy um i'm very big on family i think family is the biggest root when it comes to being successful in life if you have a good family uh, success will be easy for you so yeah i take my family very seriously and i love them very much so i do anything and everything that i do for them uh, working with my wife as a director as well or a writer or a producer which is all the roles that she does in our company uh, for me is not very difficult we've been doing it for years i think i started working with her literally from the first year that we dated i i, I taught her how to take photos and use a digital camera like a dslr back in 2009 you know so we've been doing this for a long time so we really we at a position where we understand each other and not much is very difficult for us we just work and kill it as much as possible we we love our work and we enjoy our work so yeah we do it as best as we can but yeah there are challenges there not everything is perfect 
you'll find that we fight about something on set or whatever the biggest rule that we have is that we mustn't take whatever we fight about on set at home so as soon as we get home we forgot about all the negative or whatever bad stuff that happened on set it's not always easy but that's a rule that we've set for ourselves and it's been working ever since that's why we don't end up killing each other <laughs> which is what most couples do so yeah we just have a good understanding between each other and that's how we kill it man and we we just make sure that everything goes according to plan and we put our all in everything that we do and the process of working together is delicious for me that's why we're so happy and you know uh the smaller things that we do in our lives separately also help us, you know, become better people, even on set and to other people. So, yeah, uh, family is everything. And I love working with my family. We always have moments where we disagree when we're working on a project together. That's normal. But uh, we don't disagree in such a sense that we're like, oh, fuck, I'll kill you. I'll kill you now or something, you know. It's never gotten to to that position before, and I'm I'm glad that it hasn't. But yeah, whenever we have a disagreement, we make sure that we find a way, or we ask advice to maybe other people that work with us to check if what they think would be best. And then if whoever gives gets the most votes out of something, that's what we go for. And then yeah, that's pretty much how we sort that out. It's never really very difficult for us. It's never really very impossible but yeah we make it happen man and like disagreements are always gonna be there when you're in a place of work the way the thing is you must know how to sort out those disagreements that's the most important part and i think we do that quite fantastically the bigger vision for om films is just to make films you know we want to be in a position where we make movies we just want to make a lot of movies you know like if we can get into a position where we do like two films a year that can go onto theaters and people see and also go on netflix and stuff that's that's the ultimate goal for us but for now we're just gonna keep on practicing our craft keep on getting better at what we do keep on doing trying to do like better scripts better filming better scenes better performances and all that stuff we just want to incorporate all of that in into our work and yeah in the near future we'll get to be doing like the bigger films that we feel that we should be doing and we're not really in a rush we're just taking things as they come and then hopefully in the future we'll get like bigger sponsors that will be able to sponsor us into making all these films that we want to do what I, what I love most about what I do is the fact that I don't get to be at the same place uh, for each shoot. The fact that I'm always at a different location, like it can be a different city, a different province, a different country, you know, a different continent. Like there's nothing better than that. Like for instance, I just did a shoot in in France, in Cognac. and. You know, stuff like that is doesn't come to anyone. Not everyone can be in a position where they can work in different countries and at different times and all that stuff. So I feel blessed that I get to do that. And that is the most ultimate favorite thing about uh, doing the, the work that I do. What I love most about Africa is just the difference in people that we get to meet. You know, whenever we're on a shoot, like for instance, one of the best countries I've been to and people that I work with are in Zambia. You know, the, it's it's very humbling to see that 
people are not so different to us you know out there in the world in africa and it's a blessing to be able to see that so i love africa africa is one of the best places that i've worked in in uh, in the world because i can relate to the people you know i can relate to the cultures i relate to the food i relate to each and every single thing that they have in those countries because they feel very much like home so they africa is one of it's is easily my favorite place to work even western africa you know uh, like countries like that like nigeria ethiopia zanzibar those are places i've been well some of the places i've been and i really enjoyed working there so africa is a really amazing place and i wish to work more in different countries i think i've seen like half of the countries at the moment i just want to go out there and see more i've probably been to like probably 15 to 20 african countries and shot there and i really enjoyed myself there's no country where i can firmly say i hated this or whatever like most of it has been a good experience so africa is a brilliant place to work and i wish to do more work I think the best advice I ever received is remain consistent, which is what I do with my work. Each and every single job that I do, regardless of how big or how small it is, I bring in my all because I know those people, whoever it is I'm working with, they may be young at that moment, but in a year or two, they will be way bigger than where they are at the moment. So that has come true as well in most of the people that I work with I've worked with companies like a few years ago and then they got bigger jobs in the future and they literally remembered me you know and because I did my all on the job that we did then they it's easy for them to uh, invite me to work with them again so yeah always treat your 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 last uh, the job that you're on as the last and give your all because you'll never know who's watching even me when I started when I was younger in 2011 when i was doing like uh work where i'm assisting on other sets that's where it all started for me like i gave it my all and people actually noticed i remember i also had my showreel in my pocket so each and every single person that i met there i showed them the showreel i was like yo this is my work and they were impressed and that's pretty much how i got to make my name and then people remembered me from that and called me again in the future for other work so never take any job that you're doing for granted regardless of how small or how big it is just give it your all at each and every single one of them to rising content creators what i would like to say is don't give up whenever you start something there's always gonna be negative people saying oh this is whack or this is terrible or this is not good enough or this is not the standard don't listen to those people keep going even if they're giving you the negative feedback just keep going listen to what they say be humble and think about it and get better on the next one keep getting better on the next one listen to negative people listen to what they're saying and then fix it on your next project and get better keep going and i promise you that you will get you will be great one day don't ever stop because somebody said nah this is this is not nice i don't like it or whatever never listen to those people because most of the time people that say stuff like that are people that are absolutely doing nothing with their lives you know they don't know anything about content creating or creating in general all they know is to just give negative feedback so just listen to what they say uh, if it's something that builds you listen to it and 
build on that. And then if it's negative people, just don't take what they say. Just keep going and get better at your craft. That's about it. Thank you so much for this interview. Uh, you can catch me online each and every single platform. Just search Uncle Scrooge or Ufense Mwase. You will find me on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. On YouTube, search Ufense Mwase Films. That's where we drop most of our films that people love. We get hundreds and millions of uh, views from all the content that we make. So I'm pretty sure you'll love it, regardless of where you are in the world, even in Africa, even in the US, even in the UK. Anywhere you are, you'll enjoy the content. So please follow me, Ufense Mwase or Uncle Scrooge. Thank you. Hi, this is Uncle Scrooge. You are listening to the Voice Not Podcast. Big ups, yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Ufense Mwase, and you are listening to the Voice Not Podcast. Big ups. Uh, so, what's up? Uh, my name is Debbie Beta. I'm the director and co-writer for the web series Wadiwa Wepamoy. Uh is basically a film and television company. Uh, we, we mainly pay attention to film and television. Uh, that's more or less demanded. So we started in school in 2017 after work related. Then we came back to school Then realized what we needed to create a platform for ourselves to actually be able to make films because at that time there was nothing for us to really rely on like we go for attachment you realize most of the stuff you were doing was not really film related so that's when we decided to come up with College Central where um, people come and make films then we put it out there then uh, so when we started it was a big group we we're about seven we we're still at school uh, that's when it started. So after school, I think we now left with three people. A lot of people had to leave because a lot of things were not certain. You know, yeah, it's a matter of where you have to choose your life. And uh, obviously, my choices at Taiso Tora were very crucial. So a lot of people had to leave College Central then. Uh, we left with three. So uh, it's been an interesting journey ever since uh, we have been trying and trying. Uh, this is, uh, I like to call it our second major project, I think, which people know. We think we first did a special class uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, then from special class, we did what we were from more. So uh, we have been working, we have been working. What we've been trying to uh, create, basically, is we want to make a living out of film. We don't want to do other things, just see the film and television. So yeah, so this is our second, let's say second project. So we also did a film, it's not yet out, but I'm pretty sure they say in Hufanaku Kuzobuda, yeah. Then, yeah, I think basically that's that's the story behind College Central and stuff. So basically it's a film company and we've been doing a lot of things then, yeah. Uh, to date, we have won a couple of awards. Uh, we won the best short film in the i-fi category in 2017 for the short film Things You Do For Love. Uh, we have been nominated for NAMA for Best Short Film, I think, twice also. 
uh, yeah, so I think up to date, that's what we've managed to, to win. And we're optimistic for the future that we will obviously get more and more awards and bigger awards. So currently, College Central is just me, Debbie Better, then there's Ian Sakanda, then there's Kudakoshi Jani. So I, I'm a writer, I, uh, I write, then I also direct, then uh, I also edit, then Ian does the camera, he shoots most of the stuff that you see. Then he also writes, he's also a writer, he's also the co-writer for Odua Pamor. Then Kudawashi Jan is the production manager. Uh, he also does sound for us, yeah, yeah. and some soundtracks, he, he's a rapper also. So I think the three of us, we just decided, you know, let's let's create something which makes sense. So that's how the, that's how we work. Then if we need an extra help, uh, obviously we really look out for, for someone who can help us. But basically it's just the three of us, Kukula Central, who work behind the scenes to make everything look nice. Uh, it's a great feeling uh, for the, you know, the reception that we got from uh, Wadua Pamoy. Uh, we didn't expect that kind of uh, reception, but we knew obviously we were going to create something good. But, uh, you know, the Zimbabwean audience with an audience being exposed to a lot of foreign films we, we didn't think we would be able to really penetrate the market and people's hearts like that. So I think it's a it's an overwhelming feeling. It's a great feeling. It gives us confidence going into the future because you know the more we keep doing it, the more we keep perfecting the art, the more audience we get and if we get the audience we we're good to go. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very overwhelming feeling, the reception that we got from what we promote, but we didn't really expect that. We also surprised quality it made this huge impact. So I think the process of making what we was pretty much, uh, I think post-production was really well done. I think we, we managed to really sit down and draft everything for 10 episodes because we had to shoot everything at once. So before we even shoot the first episode, we had all the 10 episodes in place. So I think we managed to uh, we wanted to create a story where people could relate. We wanted to tell a story where people could go back in time. But we knew could, we couldn't do it. resources, So that's why we put it in the dialogue. People keep saying they want to go to Ferguson. You were obviously automatically, you know, could Ferguson. It's in year 2008, around 2009, I think. So I think we used that. We used few little things to really put uh, the story back into time and I feel like it worked because people could actually relate, could see this is not really modern and even the phones they were using tried by all to make sure could see they didn't use anything really like recently modern so I think um, that was the first thing we wanted to do and we wanted to tell a story which was simple and cheap and and love always works oh yeah even though we knew it might be a cliche story, like most love stories are cliche, but we knew in Zimbabwe there haven't been any cliche things, so it would be new to them to actually create something really cliche. So that's basically was the plan. So I think the guys they knew what they wanted in the beginning, so that kind of helped them. Could see everything structured in a way, could it make people relate in whatever way, and also I think. Yeah, they did it. I feel like the writers did a great job. Um, I would love to say, you could see 70% of what was written on the script was short. Most of the stuff we couldn't short it because 
of measures that were really beyond us. But I feel like if everything was short, it would might have been uh, a more compelling story. I feel like many people at a certain point in time had many issues. I think faculty, we couldn't shoot some stuff because our budget couldn't permit us and also time and other factors. But I think what we managed to give the world was the best we could give. But that was a, in a project where people could actually sit down and really plan and they knew what they wanted to do from the get-go. I think that also gave them a benefit to see uh, whatever they were doing, they were really paying attention to the small big things that were gonna affect and influence the story. Yeah. So the story basically, it's, uh, everyone is going through it. We just discussed with what do really boys go through then we decided to tell the story from Mantawa's perspective because we are boys so whatever we we were writing is based on the fact of things that we have seen of things that we have had but the story is being told from a boy perspective because the writers are boys so we we wanted to tell that but we also wanted to communicate many things about love about goals about what we think is love and what love really is and yeah, so I think many, many themes of love are super surface, like uh, the love we are and the sister. As much as they fight, I think people could tell could there was love. So that's what we're trying to put across. Could see uh, these different forms of love in Engage Express are differently. And and also you look at love, we are Biko and Tawanda, but Biko and Express love we are in a different way. But does Tawanda actually see it or does Tawanda actually doesn't see it? Because in the story, when you look at it, most of the things that Biko does for Tawanda, Tawanda doesn't know. I think it's just the way where how people go through could create many things which are not being said, which are supposed to be said, or many things which people do for us that we don't notice. So I think we just wanted to show all forms of love. So if you really look at it from a love perspective, we're just going to show you, could say, okay, there's love, so, love, so, love, so. But basically, the narration is from Tawana's perspective. This is what he thinks, not like it's true, like because uh, in this story, Noku is a villain, but maybe Noku's story, she wouldn't be a villain. I think it would be a different love story if the whole story was told from uh, Noctula's perspective. So I think the writers really sat down and thought through about how they wanted the story to go about so yeah i think um it's it's a simple story but uh, a lot of hard work was invested before in the shoot or even 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 after in post-production yeah i think there is hope for for the industry i think uh we're going somewhere it has to make sense at a certain point in time i think china Yoneta was the corporate involvement more industry but I think with our new Pomoy, we we have seen that it's possible. It's possible where people can actually come and put my ads, even if the show is in YouTube. So I think uh, technology is a blessing and a curse. Uh, it just depends how best you want to use it. So I think uh, we're at a stage where we don't have to rely on TV. We don't have to wait for ZBC for Netflix. We can just do it and we can still get returns out of it. Because how do we make profit out of it? But Susu, if we can do what we and can make profit, that means we can keep doing many series. And I think that's what we're trying to create. Um, 
uh, people, a lot of filmmakers in Zim, which are doing different uh, approaches to film, and some work, some doesn't work. But I think I can only comment for College Central as a, as a unit. I think um, what we're doing is works for us, and we're capable of to comments and it's different from Netflix, which is a time of 40 minutes and stuff. We cannot do that. Uh, yeah, um, uh, 20, like maximum 20, 25 with the scripts they are permits. I think we can take care of that, we can handle that. So I think YouTube and technology allows us to do something really comfortable and natural and at the end of the day we get something in return. So I feel like we're at a stage where uh, technology is helping us, the film industry. We just have to look at uh, what works and what doesn't work. And for us, I think also the other thing, maybe in you know, we, we focus on entertainment, like pure entertainment. We don't really push an agenda. We would see we want to communicate something or education. If you want to educate, you educate in a way you would see it's purely entertainment, but you get the story. But that's not the core. The core is just to entertain people. So it's just to don't watch on and guys don't like it as well. So that the industry goes. So I think this is what you are mainly focusing on the entertainment. Then we take it from there. But there's hope for the industry because I think corporate involvement, but it's also as College Central, we can conclude, could um, it's a huge step now. The corporate cannot believe could we can perform at, at that kind of level. And this is we confident could we more projects gonna get more equipment, more resources, there'll be better, better quality and everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful for the industry. We have to keep doing and yeah, something like that. Then there's always room for improvement. I think my improvements we there's we're still learning, I think for us. So we haven't even been it's not even ten years well for us making films. So we have a long journey to go, we have a lot of things to learn. So I think, but we learn as we do, that's the best lesson, we have to keep creating it. So I think, um, we saw the mistakes of filmmaking, we encounter them as we go. We, we have to do something, that's the only thing I think, yeah, that's the improvement that I would say we need to do, we have to keep doing it, even if it doesn't make sense. We only get better as we go, and yeah, something like that. Uh, I think the creative process starts with us creating <clears throat> something that we would love to watch. Like, uh, we wanted to create a story where it's just in a case that nobody want to watch it. At least we should watch it. So I think yeah, it pushes us to, to dig deeper because, you know, we, uh, uh, we have to watch the show. At least it's just we have to watch the show. So we're never going to bring out something to substantive, something that we feel like it's just we wouldn't consume. So I feel like that pushes us to create, to dig deeper in the story, to make it more interesting and stuff. So I think uh, that's the fundamental point that really helps us to talk, create and yeah, that you could see. After everything is done, when you read the script, you say, you could see, yeah, is it exciting? If it's not exciting, how can we make it more exciting? Because um, we understand the audience, we are writing for the audience. We feel like audience, they, do, they have caught up with a lot of things, which is, because of you know technology Arugona, many European things. So we are exposed to its standards. So for us we have to make sure that even the storyline is on point. So I think the fact and what we also write for ourselves helps in the creating of the story, which is Obudairi that good or that compiling. Yeah. I think the problems we encountered for the Webamoyo it has to be financed. 
think uh, it was hard, it was hard for us to move from one place to another and we were shooting on a tight budget we were forced to leave some scenes because of time and we couldn't even access some places so I feel like uh, our problems were mainly based on we couldn't afford to do some of the stuff so it was mainly finances I think that was the major problem yeah but other than else we managed to do what we could do with what we had I think for me I think storytelling is great that's why I love doing film I feel like uh, a lot of people have stories to tell and that uh, it's, it's a good thing to be in a position to be able to tell those stories to the world and even to share my own stories to the world so I feel for me it's something that I love to do forever I think the fact that we see also that we can communicate something to the world if I can make you cry it means I'm doing a great job so the fact that I can also uh, share my experiences uh, on a emotional level I think it's, it's it's a it's a good blessing it's a good blessing so I think that's why I like film I think storytelling is also it brings people together I feel like you know Zongano, everyone would come and watch then that would be dope and we would make friends would relate from there it's the same as Patobuditao on a Wednesday for us is to go to see where it's towering on then people sit and then people hear the story and if you have like a thousand people a hundred thousand people listening to your story and that's, that's a huge compliment so I feel like I would love to tell stories for the rest of my life so I think the element you would see uh, people can sit down and listen to okay this is what happened this is what happened it's, it's a blessing it's a blessing I wouldn't ask for anything else. I think help that we might need to to go to the next level. I think it has to it has to be support support from the fans because if the support from the fans makes the corporates really look for it because if a lot of people are watching the show, that means corporates can come. So I think that kind of kind of balances a lot of things. So that's why so so. Mm, the support we have is the greatest gift we can have for the show. So I think uh, it helps us, even though any one more fans, it's easier because we now have the numbers. So I feel like uh, just having the audience confidence, you know, which people can actually say, no, we're actually subscribing to the YouTube channel. Um, it was a huge step because now if people have confidence in you, work can be done. Because you're 18 years old, if you approach something, you want money, you didn't have anything as a proof of concept, but now we do. And with the love we have from the fans, it's amazing. So I feel like uh, we're gonna take it as slow, one step at a time. Uh, we wanna see what happens next now. Then maybe we might have the formula, but it's still, it's whatever we're doing is to work in progress. We wanna see how it goes, yeah. I think for whoever more, there's supposed to be a season two. There's, there is a season two. Uh, that's in the beginning, that's how the story was structured. But it has to be. The whole story was designed in the first season and the second season. So there's definitely going to be the next season for whoever more. And that's when the whole, the whole story panels on opera. So yeah, uh, we're not really sure when we're going to shoot it. Uh, this is based on the, you know, everyone is at lockdown and stuff, but we're gonna shoot it eventually, I think. So yeah, there is gonna be a season two, we're just not sure when, but that's the final part. And we're just gonna bring everything, just gonna bring everything, just just wanna make it a great show overly. Uh, part, season one, yeah, show in season two. And I know, you know, now there's a lot of expectations, there's a lot of stake, but the good thing is, 
uh, we know how the story ends so it makes us go to sleep we're not gonna try to do something shitty out of our our reach uh, we just have to finish what we started yeah so you think for do a promo i think we all set up for a great show even the season two i i, I promise you it will be it will be good it will be good because now even for season two we have more more things to work with more equipment more financial backup and stuff so it will be definitely be be a good show yeah would i work with other directors for the remote i think um yes no uh yes on the fact that that's how it's supposed to be where we in a position to have other people direct the show but uh, since TV is really controlled by directors, by the writers more than the directors. So, but now I feel like we're still young. Uh, we're still trying to see what works and what doesn't work. So I think that kind of setup will be there. Because the thing is we have to provide con- the short children, the short routine a weekday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Friday or Saturday and Sunday. We're uploading something for people to see. Yeah, that can be done with one director. There's going to be many directors. So I wouldn't say for now we can have five directors for Adobe Pomoy, but we can actually have five directors creating five shows for, for College Central, for the YouTube. That's kind of setup we're creating now. But in the long run, if the show, if also if the budget permits, because right now I'm the cheapest director that College Central could have because, you know, our payment agreement is not, is very flexible. So for us, good reason, I another director to come and direct. It will be for a good reason. It will be very, very, it, it will be necessary at that time. So I feel like when it becomes necessary, definitely we can have four or five directors in one show when it becomes necessary. But for now, it's us just creating a foundation and see what works and what doesn't work. So we're going set to set ourselves the, the first, uh, the strongest uh, crew ever. Could you just make a sense? So yeah, definitely in the future. But now we just want to set Kuti. This works for us. Let's call it we're still trying to find our identity. I wouldn't say fans have a control over the show, uh, but they have a say. Like we listen to what they write, we read all the comments whenever we get time so that we see Kuti, are they following the story? So I true could have Susan Dizier. So I wouldn't say they have a say because the story, it will uh, also, we understand that the fans, they don't really know what they like. Yeah, so we all know now Chinja, planning our call just because the fans want this and this to do this, then you mean you do that. And the moment you do that, it becomes cliche. It's no longer interesting to that, then you want to shift back. So you'll be lost in translation. So for us, we we control the story. That's why when we start, we already know how the story ends so that we don't get diverted. But the heaven's sake, because we're doing it for them. Uh, they contribute to their word matters. That's why at the end of the day, whenever we get time, we have to read what they're saying. Do they like the episode? Why didn't they like the episode? How can we improve? So they have a say because we're doing it for them because that's the clients. But the storytelling is up to us. That's where we come in. We have to we have to be in control of that. So they don't control the, the story or the quality. It's our duty. But they have a say because they're part of the family. So yeah, we have to give them what they want. We just have to give them in a way that we understand and we are comfortable in doing it. Because a lot of people, even partly or more than many queries from other people wanted this to happen, other people wanted this to happen, but the issues of the story is divided into two seasons. Maybe we didn't do this because we wanted to do it in the second season. So I feel like 
uh, we're creating a relationship now between the fans and Concentral. So I think Padozo Shikao and what their production thing is in sync, they would understand how we tell the story because my story, my filmmakers are different. Now, a filmmaker get on someone, maybe he would do a promo, in five episodes if someone was going to do it. So they also have to understand how we do it as a filmmaker. So I think my early stages, we're also learning to see how our audience react to stuff. So it's a learning process. So I don't think, I wouldn't say they control, but they ever say, they ever say, since we're doing it for them. Yeah. Uh, in five years time, I think, business-wise, I think we should be in a position to create content, more content. We shouldn't just be doing what we were promoting in six months. We should be doing more content so that we can, um, cater for more people uh, also at the same time I feel like by then we should have an industry we should have uh, like uh, we should know where the industry is going so I feel like five years time is very optimistic I think I'm uh, very optimistic it will be somewhere obviously us as the business we also have plans and stuff but to be honest I think the greatest plan is God's plan so we'll see where God takes us in five years but so soon five years we should be in a position to no, we are gonna page color central. You're not just gonna watch what you are promoting. You're just gonna watch many things. We want you to be on your YouTube channel. You do every day just because you wanna see an episode of something really different. You think what you are promoting. So I think for us, that's the goal. That's the goal. We have to keep creating content so that we're in a position to provide entertainment every day. Um, for for everyone yeah but then we'll see where god takes us we'll see where god takes us i wouldn't say i have a um artistic uh cinematic style yet or maybe i do i just don't know it yet i'm still realizing what i like what i don't like but i feel like um I'm more driven by conversation. I'm more driven to what are you saying? Does what you're saying make sense? So I'm more of a of a, a dialogue director. I think if you really see what we're promoting, uh, whatever someone's saying is really connected to what's gonna happen in the future. So I think I'm still finding my voice. I'm still. I might need few projects to really say, okay, so this is me. But what I know though, for it's more. I like. I like comedy. So. You see, even when we're promoting as much as the drama, uh, I have to bring in Biko to give us that comic relief because I want to make people laugh either way. So either way, whatever I do, I feel like there will be comedy in it uh, because the thing that's me, that's what excites me more. I'm more comfortable in making people laugh. Chi, 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 chi. So I think for now, what I can say, I know Kuti, I'm more comfortable doing comedy, uh, but I'm still finding my voice as the director, Kuti artistically what do i prefer what's me but i'm more driven by the dialogue what are people doing in the frame uh not really could say do we have a drone or not so i'm more driven by the story also could say uh, do i have to keep watching it i think that's the question i always ask myself when i'm writing or when i'm reading the script can i watch it because if i can watch it i believe someone else can watch it so i'm still finding my voice as the director but uh comedy will always be part of me i think if you're gonna watch something directed by me people are gonna laugh at a certain point in time if you're gonna watch a movie directed by me you're gonna laugh i think for starters uh the story is gonna be compiling because i feel like for me 
the story has to move. It starts, it starts the script, the story has to move. And also casting. Uh, I also believe in casting. Like that's the second stage. You, if your casting is bad, everything is bad. Because everyone, how we go is seen through peak or through mental. So those are all focal points we should pay attention. So I think for me, it has to be the story. You have to relate to the story. Like I'm too ghetto. I'm too ghetto to see uh, even the dialogue. I think I'm, the dialogue I use is so ghetto. So it makes I'm more appealing to every ghetto person. Um, I'm, I know. So I think for me, if you're gonna watch something which is done by me, you know it's gonna be told from a perspective of someone who has been to the ghetto or from a poor man perspective, someone doesn't come from a rich family, or yeah, something like that. So I feel like that's the kind of story, that's the kind of story I'm telling to the world, I'm telling uh, poor people's stories, not poor, I don't know if poor is the word, but you know, not the rich, not the other side of life, you not know, the side of where you get to and stuff, yeah. So that's the kind of, that's, 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 that's the stories I'm telling. I'll never tell a story from someone like Kazumbo, Kuriramu, Kuboridobrok, it's not me, I've never said Nambu Kuriramu, yeah, so something like that. Now, I think to get our content, I think it has to be color central and all social media pages and YouTube is color central. Um, we, we're also working on other platforms so that we can access a lot of people, but that's also a work in progress. But for now, YouTube is where you can get our, 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 our content. And if you want to follow us, just search Color Central in most of our platforms. Yeah. I think advice that I would love to give to people listening, I think, uh, is to do what you're thinking. I think is to follow your intuition. I believe in intuition. I think it has led us to, to be where we are now. So uh, nobody knows, like nobody has the whole answers in the world. You, you just have to stick towards your plan, then it will work out. I think if you give 110%, I think God listen. I think God responds. As long as you give your all, uh, he won't let you down. That's what I can tell you because I think when we should do a promote, the odds didn't favor us. But if you look at us now, it's a different story altogether. So I feel like it can happen to anyone because I'm just an ordinary guy. And the other guys I work with, they're also ordinary guys. So if this didn't work out, we'd also be in big trouble trying to recover or chi 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 chi. So whether in a position where things can fall apart, things can also fall into place. So any encouragement you have is just do what you love. It will work out, but it's gonna be hard because it's meant to be hard. That's the process. Obviously, we are not taught that at school or in life in general. Good things are supposed to be hard before they make sense because it's really hard doing film or doing whatever we're doing. It's not. It's not easy, and nothing is easy. You just have to follow whatever you're doing, and the hardship has to take you to the next stage. Whatever you go through, you have to. You have to fix it. So, um, and you need to take lemon into lemonade. Like what life throws at you, you have to take advantage of it. Like for us, whatever we go through, we tell stories about it, then we know we're gonna get something for it. Because um, the greatest storyteller on earth is God, and my um, story is actual no is through us so if i can put my life in a movie then if you can get money then that's good business so i look forward to troubles i look forward to things being hard so that i see how i can conquer that then i can tell the world how we conquer that so it's a 
it's a process uh, just look at life in a perspective and what everything being thrown at you is for for your advantage you just have to look at it that way because I'm I'm a living testimony like I told you Toti we're just ordinary guys so Toti if it didn't work out we'd be in trouble now but it did work out so I feel like anything can happen the sky is not just the limit and you have to believe and I think for me on a personal level the greatest gift I have I think to have people who can believe in the dream it makes me go to sleep because I know it's either way as long as you have people totally they know and they're in it full time I think it helps like it takes the burden of one person it's shared equally among you guys so uh, if you can find people who can help you as a blessing that's what you need because what do you want it to never work out you need a lot of people for it to work out so for us good to and you just have to look at life with a learning point of view we know nothing I think for now so we we know nothing even film wise we also always believe we know nothing because we've never even used green screen and I think like green screen my, my, my basics of filmmaking but we don't know that so I feel like we have a lot to learn so it, we approach life with a different perspective but either way it's gonna be okay as long as what's important is happiness not good to are you are you the greatest actor ever or what what are you happy in doing whatever you're doing so my advice is just do what makes you happy and stick at it it'll work out either way it has to work out and god will never let you down i think god will never let you down that's what i can i can that would be my advice quickly you shouldn't be afraid just go in and make it work because god will always be there for you Hi, my name is Debbie Beta and you're listening to the Voice Not Podcast.